You're listening to the Declare Conference podcast. The Declare Conference is a Christian women's blogging conference in Dallas, Texas, this July 30th through August 1st, 2015. Our desire is to bring women together to help them use their God-given gifting to point to Jesus. We also want to connect speakers and attendees and equip them with the latest in blogging, social media marketing, and technical teaching. We want to encourage attendees to grow spiritually, drawing them near to God and inspiring them to make Him known. Our theme this year is Beautiful Deep, and we were inspired by Ephesians 3.18. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 30 of the Declare Conference podcast. Today's sponsor spotlight is the Inscribed Collection. It's a series of studies by women inspired by Proverbs 3.3, which says, Stay focused. Do not lose sight of mercy and truth. Meditate on them so they are written upon your heart. Each book title touches on a subject matter unique to the needs and issues that women face every day, whether used individually, in small accountability groups, or in large discussion groups, readers will be challenged to engage their entire person in the study and can expect life change. And to go along with our sponsor spotlight, today's uh, podcast guest is Ashley Linney. She's actually one of the inscribed study authors. And she will be a speaker at Declare, one of our keynotes. So she and I talk a little bit about her journey to write that book and uh, also the goal of the Inscribed Studies. We spend some time talking about her specific study and the impact of knowing who we are in Christ, how much it matters that we have a good theology of who we are, who he is, so that we can move forward with confidence We also spent a little time talking about Friends, the TV show, which had me thinking for a few days after grieving the loss of what was in community. But anyway, it's a good time. We have great conversation. I know you're going to enjoy it. So here we go. Hey, Ashley, welcome to the Declare Conference podcast. Thank you, Heather. Glad to be here. We are so excited to get to meet you since I haven't met you in person yet. We found you through your book, Inseparable, right? Yes. Yes. So the inscribed studies, um, we all got copies, the speakers did last year, and we were amazed at the high quality. I mean, it was just like so many good studies. Aren't they amazing? Yes. I've just been so honored to be a part of that. Um, Because there's some incredible women that have just poured their hearts out into those gorgeous books. They're beautiful. And I'm so thankful that they did that. That they yes. gave all of these authors the platform and the place to write. Yeah, I'm I mean, God, good. God really worked some awesome miracles to bring us all together. So um, it's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. And so, okay, so before we get too far into it, tell me, like, you know, your family, where you live, that kind of thing, so we can, yeah, the community can get to know you. Totally. Um, well, I live in the Seattle. Washington area okay. with my husband, Aaron, and our son, Xavier. And we call him Xavier for short. And he is adorable and almost two and a half. Wow. So you can kind of imagine what life is like in our house <laughs> on a daily basis. Um, yes. I'm home with him during the day and in and in the evenings. And um, so uh, we 
have a lot of fun figuring out how to balance our uh, raising a son with our work lives and the things that God has called us to do individually and as a family. And um, I know that there's a lot of people out there that can identify with trying to kind of juggle all of that and be sure that you're honoring God through everything and doing the best that you can by your family. Yeah, yeah. Our we have it used to be called Mama's Right. The conference it used to be called Mama's oh, okay. Right because it was a lot of moms who also blog. Yeah, and and there are still a huge part of our community is moms who blog, and so yes, they can mm-hmm. identify with that that juggling act of yes. <laughs> and a lot of bloggers did get started because of their families, right? You write during yeah, that time, yeah. and mm-hmm. you um, that's like your place to it was kind of before facebook a lot of people did because mm-hmm. how do you can you know let your grandparents you know the grandparents yeah. know or keep track of oh we went to the zoo or whatever exactly so how did you get started writing <laughs> online <laughs> um when did i start writing online i think it was like 2000 okay and there was there were these uh websites called LiveJournal.com. Okay. Yes. And then there was another one. I think it's pronounced Zanga. It was yeah, X-A-N-G. Yeah, yeah. yeah Zanga. So um, I might be really embarrassing myself if people try to go find those. <laughs> They're probably still there. I don't know. Um, I wrote like way too much on the internet. Yeah. Um, well, we are, personal yeah. things that should not be out on the web. So um, I should probably go back and find a way to make all that <laughs> private. Um, but yeah, like that's kind of when I started just writing stuff and my thoughts on life and things like that. And then that kind of moved into WordPress a couple of years after that. Um, and then now that's what I, I, uh, blog through on my website is still WordPress. And, um, it's, it's pretty crazy looking back on the archives from like 2007 or something like that and going like, how, how did this much time pass? This is really bizarre. Um, and I'm actually not that great of a blogger because I'm not very good at being consistent with it. <laughs> and yeah. all of the rules and tips and all of that, like I just kind of just either kind of ignore those. Yeah. Or like I've I've used them and and not seen a whole lot of success from it. And so I just kind of decided, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna put out there what I feel like I need to put out there, whatever the Lord is leading me to do. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, at least I am being obedient to what he's asking me to do. Um, and you know, that's just sort of my approach to, to everything, but with blogging, I think it can get really discouraging sometimes because you see these people's posts go viral and they've got like 50 million views and, and all this. And you're like, um, I have like this many subscribers and that's it, you know? So it can get really discouraging depending on what you're trying to do and what your goals are. Um, and so I, I feel like for me, like I've just had to kind of put a lot of those, different measuring sticks of success aside and just sort of be like, you know what, this is the season of life that I'm in and this is what works for me right now. And uh, I may or may not jive with um, what the current blogging culture is, but um, ultimately that's not who I'm accountable to. So it's okay. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think we all kind of have to get to that place. Why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Is is the goal to be viral? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> is the goal to have as many people as possible read everything we write? Or is it just to, you know, be obedient and faithful and and writing down the things we feel like God's telling us to write down? And that's one of our purposes at Declare is to be that that place to recenter everyone to the right goal. 
I think it's fantastic. We want to equip everyone Mm -hmm. so that they are wise and getting their message out as best they can, you know, to be good stewards of the space God's given them, right? You know, and not waste their time and be efficient with their time, but to not make the goal be for personal glory and not for God's glory. Absolutely. So I think, um, I think where you've been taken, that's a good place. (laughs) <laughs> to realize, you know, I may not get get a blog post out all the time, but, you know, what's my yeah. purpose? What's my purpose? And so with how did you get to the whole writing a book? How did you get to the inscribed study? Wow, had you that's... written a book before that or no, that's, that that's my first book. Um, so the normal way of getting published is not what I did. <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I'm one of those really spoiled people that kind of got it handed to me on a silver plate that everybody probably just is like, ew, but, um, well, you've been writing since 2000, so we can't be too upset. You have in the time, you know, um, you didn't just start a blog last week and get a, that's right. No. And if somebody did, I want to talk to them. That's, that's pretty, (laughs) pretty amazing. That's amazing. Um, yeah, the the story of the inscribed collection is is pretty cool. How that came about. Um, I started my publishing career at Lifeway Christian Resources in customer service on okay. the phone lines, um, and I talked to bookstore owners that ordered Lifeway products. And um, from there, I moved into the publishing side of things and worked on uh, adult Bible studies for about four years. And then I got this awesome job over at Thomas Nelson um, as the curriculum editor there doing very similar things to what I was doing at Lifeway, but um, even more so. Like I was doing things that I had only ever dreamed of being able to do and being able to work for those two companies. I mean, just mind-blowing. You know, those are the companies that you look at and think – wow, you know, the people that work there must just be like extra special holy. And um, I am not, so I can tell you that that's not the case. But the people who work there are amazing. Both of those companies are just fantastic, fantastic people. And the publishing industry has been through the ringer lately. You know, there's been a lot of change over the past several years. And um, everybody's just kind of trying to figure out this new world with digital and um, things like that. But all that to say, when I was at Thomas Nelson, I had the immense honor of working on pulling together women Bible teachers. My boss, Frank, and I just sort of had this vision of uh, print resources available for women that were not fluffy, that Mm. were totally just deep, meaty studies that were also extremely personal Mm. that, um, you know, we we wanted to, to reach women with real life because that, you know, if, if the word of God isn't really affecting our day-to-day lives, um, you know, we need that. We need to see Christ be real in our day-to-day moments of life. And so as we were praying about who to bring along on this journey with us, um, God just raised up these, these new voices and, um, the, the, result has just been this incredible series that that you've seen. And and for those that aren't familiar with it, um, I would really encourage you to to find the print piece if at all possible. The ebooks obviously are fantastic because it's the same content and um that those are are great 
resources and ways to read, but the uh, the print pieces are just so beautiful. They They're, are. I mean, I did the little <laughs> so so that with oh by yeah, Wendy Blight. Wendy, mm-hmm. I interviewed yeah. her on my other podcast. Oh, fantastic! She's Good. yeah. I mean, her story and but the the yeah. study itself. I've done a lot of studies. I've been in the church my whole life mm-hmm. and all the Bethmore studies, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm in BSF right now. But the way Wendy would, you know, focus in on a concept, then take you throughout scripture and and lead you to come to a conclusion through the Holy Spirit was something I'd had, had never experienced. And so. Yeah. That, um, that's really been the crux for all of us. I love it. And that is just not spoon feeding people, but just really helping them to, you know, hear the Holy Spirit for themselves and, and learn to interpret scripture uh, faithfully. And um, it's something that everybody can do. You don't have to have a seminary degree to do that. That's something that each and every one of us can do. And um, so when I was um, originally on that, that project, I was going to basically be serving as, as the editor of the project. And, I turned up pregnant, right? (laughs) And it was, it was like, okay, well, um, I, I'm really supposed to be at home with my baby. We feel like that's what's right for our family. And so Mm. I was transitioning out of that and mentioned to my boss, I was like, you know, I I have this idea for this, this book that I've been thinking about for years. And, Mm. um, it, you know, just went through all the same process that any other book would. And I thought, Oh, you know, it, it it probably won't make it through, it, and it's okay. Like At least proposal. I got. You wrote the whole yeah, proposal, and they did. I, I, and and totally put it all through, and it went through pub board and yeah, all the different steps, and and they came back and they said, "All right, yeah, let's do it." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, now I have to actually write it." Uh, right. <laughs> That's when I freaked out because I was like, "Okay, it's in my head, but." Um, getting it to the manuscript phase, I mean, actually writing it down was probably one of the hardest things that I've done. And I was doing it with a one-year-old. And in the middle of all of it, we moved from Nashville, Tennessee to Washington State. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So I was like, okay, God, this is – if there were ideal conditions for writing a book, this is not it. But um, I don't think there are ideal conditions for writing a book. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that – that was like in the middle of the night from about 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. I would write and, uh, you know, just try to get as much out as I could. I just can't um, believe that. 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. I'm like – Yeah. I think my – lately, <laughs> I mean, especially this year, I my blog writing has gone down like nothing mm. because I'm pretty much brain dead. When the yeah. boys are finally oh, in bed at 8.30 or 9, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's it. I cannot even think – create content, it's just over. And so yeah, to yeah. imagine having to write a book at 11 p.m. It was like, it was truly miraculous. It really was. Wow. Um, I had some weekends too. That when okay. my husband was home, I would I would take most of a Saturday or at least as much as I could. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just, it was hard work. It was hard work. And I, you know, it, it happened. And I had um, my best friend, Allison Duke, help me. Because there was a point where, like, I just was like, okay, I don't think this is going to happen. I yeah. think I'm going to have to call the publisher and tell them, hey, um, just kidding. I, I don't have a book, you know. And just, Which you I've don't heard do that. every author <laughs> hits that point. It was awful. I've heard it every was so author horrible. hits that point. Oh, yeah. that makes yeah. me feel better. Because, oh, yeah, I, they, I mean, they it all, was just so, yeah. oh, my gosh. I, I just was, like, freaking out. And she she came alongside me and she was like, okay, you can do this. And she just 
pushed me through to the end and um and my husband as well with his support um I couldn't have done it without them and and a few other key people that read through the manuscript and gave me feedback um because I mean I was working toward a deadline you know yeah, you, you well, have to do this yeah. fast yeah they don't let and, you just work on it forever yeah they no want it yeah yeah, there's mm-hmm. no such thing as finished, just do. Yeah. So yeah. You, <laughs> it's That's it's never going to actually be done. But um, so it happened and it, you know, here it is. And and it's it's just inc- incredible um, to think that all of that happened because mm-hmm. it was such a whirlwind. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just still just sit in awe. Like I'm looking at it right now at this book with this gorgeous cover in my favorite color with, you know, the butterfly and my name on it. It's just like, God, how did this happen? Like, this is just so crazy. I never, you know, you always have a dream of doing something. And then when it actually happens, it's just, it's really, really mind boggling. Um, and then you have this weird thing of like, okay, well now what do I do? (laughs) Yeah. You know, so yeah. Next? So what have you, uh, you said, you mentioned to me before we started that you, you've been doing this, you did this three week online discussion group. Is that what yes. you called it? Uh, yeah. 13 weeks. 13 of, week. Did I say three? Th- 13. Yeah. Yes, oh, that's 13. Okay. <laughs> 13 week um, discipleship group is yeah, what we, okay. we were aiming for. And um, I'd never done anything like that before. Um, it required me to blog on a weekly basis. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, can I do this? And uh, yeah, I, I I did it. And so um, they may or may not be the greatest blog posts in the world. But the purpose was to you know start this conversation with women um, online. And through it, I mean, I'm, I'm just hearing these stories from these women of how God has worked in their lives. And it, it made everything worth it because that that's really what it's about right is yeah. that we want to we want to touch even just that one life that one person and point them to Christ and watch how he works in their life and um what's I've the just, main message of inseparable like what's the- um inseparable is out our is about our identity in Christ mm. yeah i i think that it's it's been a really important topic for years. And I think that it's kind of gained traction in the Christian community. There's a lot of people out there that are talking about it and writing yeah. about it. And um, I'm just so excited to see that happening because I feel like if we don't know who we are and mm-hmm. we're lost about who we are, that it's incredibly difficult for us to, um, you know, not only just live our lives the way that God wants us to, but to, um, be effective in the things and passions that he's given us. And the the other side of the same coin, I think, is that we can't know who we are if we don't know who God is. Yeah. And that piece of the puzzle for me was, was fascinating as that sort of coming together through the book that I wasn't expecting um, as I was writing it, just seeing this thread throughout scripture of if we, if we don't understand who God is and we don't really know his character and we don't really understand what he's about or why he does the things he does. And not that God can fully be understood. Obviously I don't, I'm not saying that, but if we don't know him, um, we're going to have no idea where to start about who we are and we'll be living out of a false self and, um, you know, just completely missing out on the, the life that God wants for us. And that, yeah. I mean, I was even thinking Easter, happened, you know, mm-hmm. yesterday. And yes. <laughs> our sermon was about, you know, glory and mm. the glory means weight. Mm-hmm. And 
I, and I, I thought of significance and we all want to be significant, right? Yes. And sometimes that's what drives us to write. And sometimes that's why we blog or we write books. We want to have a significance in this world, right? Yes. Yes. We want to have weight. We want to have a little glory. Hmm. But if you aren't feeling so significant, no one's really reading your blog. No one's really saying, hmm. hey, you're doing a good thing. Um, we, we are forgetting that our identity in Christ we get his full weight and glory. Absolutely. So yes. the, the, the phrase of Paul's in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, over and over and over. Yes. Is it Ephesians? Where he it's just like over and over and over that that's his phrase and and recognizing mm-hmm. that in him that's that's our identity is the same yes. as Christ and he has the full glory forever. Absolutely. Yes. So we don't have to worry about being significant. That's right here. I mean, it, it transfers things once, like exactly what you said, once we understand that God has glory, which means a significance that we'll never grasp and we're in him, we get that mm-hmm. same significance and for each other. Exactly. Yes. And we don't have to try that, to strive for it now. That's yes. Amen. That And that's exactly what I was trying to communicate with my book is that concept of being in Christ, mm. because I, when when I was a kid, that wasn't really something that um, that I, I think really resonated with me just yet. Mm. It took me a little while until I was in college to really understand what it meant to be in Christ. That it was a little bit more than okay, I got to get out of hell free card. You know, yeah. that's that's great, but there's so so much more to that. And with my background, I was searching so much for that significance. I was mm. searching high and low. And and there still are days where I, you know, even today it was just like kind of down and like, gosh, you know, is, is any of this mattering? And um, do I matter? And and that's when I really do have to remind myself, you know, in Christ, it all of that just fades to the background because in him, when, when God is looking at us, he sees Christ, he sees yeah. his covering, yeah. he sees Jesus's scorecard, not ours, you know, and so there, there isn't anything better. So it's like there, there isn't anything to strive for um, in my significance because in Christ, I already have the ultimate significance because the creator of the universe sees me as his daughter. I mean, wow, you know, that, that just blows me away every time I think about it. Um, and just trying to live in Christ moment by moment in that reality is a challenge because it's so easy to get distracted by other things and, um, you know, just in that, that significance trap. But when we are looking to Christ for it, we can realize that the most important person in the world views us as valuable. And that for me was just totally life-changing and continues to be. um, And, and that's what I have to remind myself about on those days when I'm, you know, don't have, a whole lot of views on my blog or, you know, whatever it is that the enemy uses to try to get me down. It's like, you know what? I'm a child of the King. I, I, I have the Holy Spirit within me. The power of the God who raises the dead lives within me. Um, I think that that can be enough for me. Christ can be enough for me. Mm-hmm. He can be more than enough for me. And, um, Again, I I just have to preach it to myself so that yeah, I no, I think can it's keep my head above water. <laughs> I think it's good and it's definitely the message we want for our community to hear. So we're so thankful that you're gonna be coming and sharing that and you'll be, you know, 
I've kind of said it on the podcast, but I'll say it again. The way that the structure is this year, there aren't going to be breakouts. So once we start that Thursday night, I mean, everyone's going to hear the same speakers, the whole group. Yeah, it's going to be great. And so um, I know that we're excited to have you, you know, teach us from God's word and remind us of who we are. And I don't know, you know, I think as time gets closer, we'll know the message more refined. So you don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about sharing that with us now, but okay, <laughs> we're excited to have you come and, um, I can't wait. Yeah. So we want to, we want to know you better. And so what, like if you had free time, what would you do in your free time? What I do in my free time, I probably would get back into a chorus. chorus. Um, yeah, I, I love singing and acting and, um, uh, I probably get back into a chorus or, do a musical because that's, oh, I, that's I love doing musicals. Oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big musical person and it. course and things like that are, are just totally, totally a blast for me. And it's been a long time since I've gotten to do that. Um, so I probably would do that um, first, find a way to get into like community theater here in the Seattle area. Um, and then there's some fantastic courses um, that, I would probably look into as well doing um, barbershop. Barbershop. That's what I would do. Awesome. Yeah. We need to have a yes. talent show night maybe. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we should have like a, just like a, like a night where everyone just does stuff. Yes. Know? You know, even if I'm just like dancing random. Random dancing by Heather. Yes. Does anyone spin plates? I've always wanted to watch yeah. someone spin okay, plates. Okay. We need some. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll go look at the. <laughs> Right. I'll great. put that on the Facebook page. Does anyone awesome. spin plates? I want to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, chorus. So, what do you do now? Like, if you have free time, I know with a two and a half year old, he maybe still naps. Yeah, yeah, most days clean? if I'm lucky. <laughs> do you clean during that time? Yeah, or are you doing online uh, stuff then and work? Or yeah, that's I, I really do try to utilize that time the best that I can. Um, or like just catch up on a TV show, you know, okay. just like try to just relax and yeah. Um, you know we. We just moved um, for the, let's see, it was the fifth time in three years. Oh, my goodness. So, um, Why are sometimes, you moving? <laughs> oh, how long do we have? <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we've been, uh, had a few crazy things happen in the past couple of years that were unexpected with my husband's job. And oh so we, um, yeah, we've relocated at the end of October. Um, and so we're uh, still kind of adjusting to a new place and... Um, you know, just uh, getting really plugged in with our our church that we recently joined, and um, so the free time that I have, I think I spend a lot of time, maybe a little bit more time than I should, just sort of being introspective and reflecting on the past couple of years and all the change that we've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot, and just so, even, yeah, it takes it is a, a lot, lot of emotional energy to start connecting with a new community. Yeah, it does, and especially to find your he- people. Yeah. yeah. And we had sort of felt like we had just kind of gotten there in the town we were in before um, here in Washington that we moved to originally from Tennessee. So it was just it was this uprooting that was so unexpected and mm. painful. But it's it's just amazing how God is bringing so much beauty out of that. Mm. Um, so in in my free time, I think I it's just still doing a lot of processing of all that. Mm. And sometimes it is just, you know what? I'm going to watch a show on Netflix 
in my yeah. free time today. <laughs> you know, I've just got to chill and and, what and relax. Would you pick? And, Can you tell us what you'd pick, or is it um, not I've been shareable? Watch- <laughs> I've been watching Friends. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. That's the best. I yeah. yeah, I feel like that was what sort of we grew up on in a way. You know, yeah. that was high school and college for me, and so yeah. um, revisiting that, and I'm like, you know what? Half of the story arcs could not have happened if they had had a cell phone. <laughs> that's my theory on I Love Lucy. Yeah, I say that all the time. I Love Lucy episode would be over if there was a cell phone. It would be if they would just send a text over, Done. you know, or or like you know if they had easy access to the internet. Yeah. Eh. You know, it'd be so boring and it'd be over. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And so I'm like, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. See, I have, I've literally (laughs) said that exact phrase about I Love Lucy, (laughs) but I'd never considered it for friends because that seems still kind of current, but you're right. It does. It's, it's crazy. Or, or like when you see them, like their pictures just sitting around talking to each other. Yeah. They're not like on on a phone. They're, they're reading a book or a magazine or just Just talking to each other or, yeah. I'm like, man, that, that sounds really great. Um, Mm. I think that. That's I think really that's what we need more of. And yeah, I, I think that kind of with, with my free time too, I've been trying to spend less time on social media. Mm, um, love that. I'm, I'm just kind of to a point where I'm confused a little bit about what I'm using it for. Mm-hmm. I think I just need to spend time like just more clarifying kind of what, what the place of social media is in my life because I don't want to miss out on the face-to-face relationships that I have right here in front of me. I don't want my toddler to think that my phone is the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, when they bring it to know. you and they're like, mommy, I found your phone. Yeah. 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 Or, or like when he takes it from me and, and puts it in the other room and closes the door. <laughs> um, yeah. Conviction. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm just trying yeah. to, trying to figure out, okay, when, when I have free time, what is the best way for me to use that? Do I really need to be sitting on Facebook scrolling through? Um, you know, I, I want to keep up with people. I think it's important and that it is an important tool for us to have and use. But I, I guess just for me, I'm, I'm trying to figure out that balance still yeah. of like, how do I affect this community? You know, Seattle is, is probably one of my favorite places in the world. And I can't believe I get to live here and the people here, um, they need Jesus just as much as I do. And so, you know, I, I need to be talking to them and making friends with them and, and loving them. And, you know, um, so yeah, I, I think that's just, uh, something that I'm, I'm dealing with right now that, um, people can pray for me. (laughs) Well, I literally had the thought today. I was like, everyone's so busy, right? They have no downtime Mm -hmm. is what they say. No downtime. And I was curious to go back. Like, it seems like in other time periods, eras, the friends era, even people Mm -hmm. had downtime. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's that we're using the downtime to keep up with people that aren't with us so much so that we have no downtime. So we're totally stressed out. Yeah. I think that's a really, really good observation. I think you're right. Um, Because in our, you know, society right now, we have to, some of us don't have control over where we live. You know, mm-hmm. we have to go where the jobs are or, yeah. or whatever it is that's taking us. And so, especially if you have kids and your your parents or your other family are far away, mm-hmm. like it's really hard to, you know, just just feel connected and, and things. And mm-hmm. um, the generations before us didn't have these tools that we do about, you yeah. know, just sending a picture or a video. And I think it's awesome that grandparents today can watch their grandkids grow up in that way. Um, but it does, it does, it, it, it takes a lot of time 
away from the present, I feel. Yeah. Um, totally. So, yeah, it, it's hard. It's just yeah. hard. No, I and I'm, and I'm kind of curious if, like, my kids' generation is going to have the backlash mm. of, like, they were the ones who were snubbed. And so they're like, yeah. I am never going to be like my parents who are always on their phones. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I wonder. I there there are pockets of people out here who don't I mean you never see them on their phone and they don't really use Facebook. There's a lot of people who don't have Facebook or they're deleting it altogether. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that will probably catch on. Yeah. The eventually. coast it usually happens on the coast first, yeah. right? So yeah. I think I think that there's going to be, you know, the 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 trend that is the um social pressure mm-hmm. will shift. And mm-hmm. the social pressure of if you are out in public and you're on your phone all the time or you're at a meal, it's mm-hmm. going to be like the judging is going to be, why are you on your phone? Yeah. Yeah. And more than, I think yeah, so. More than you need to be connected all the time and, and why didn't you respond to my text kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting. Oh, <laughs> Ashley. Yes. I think you're going to love our community because yep, I think, I think <laughs> you will you will like these girls and because um, you talk in our talk. Yes, awesome. I love to hear that. (laughs) More important things. Um, We can use these tools for God's glory, but we don't want them to to rule us. That's right. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story and who you are and your message today on the podcast. And I will put links to all, you know, your site where people can find you. But if you want to say it right now so people know, where can they find you online? It's just AshleyLinney.com. It's A-S-H-L-E-Y-L-I-N-N-E.com. All right. It's Linny. Ashley yes, Linny. Linny. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I would have just said Lynn. That's Ash- fine, too. Ashley Linny. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, thank you again oh, so much. Thank I hope you, you have so a great much. night. You too, Heather. Thank All you right. for this. It was right. fun. It was fun. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. If you learned a few great things today, imagine how much more you will learn when you attend the Declare Conference this summer. You'll meet new people, hear awesome speakers, eat delicious food, and worship our amazing Lord. It's August in Dallas, Texas. For more information, go to www.declareconference.com. See y'all there.